And welcome back to Night Owl Nerds. Hello, everybody. Finally back. These weeks feel so long, don't they, guys? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every day we sit here wondering, is it Saturday yet? Chat, if you could see our Discord channel, the, the specific channel for the campaign, when it's not a campaign night, it's like 80% questioning whether or not it's Saturday yet. And yet here we are. Finally, Saturday, we're waiting on our last member to join in. He's had another rough night at work, so we're going to be gentle with him. Hi, John. Fucking Christ, took long enough. Sorry about that. It's okay, we were just shooting the shit. Literally, it's kind of a mess here now. (laughs) Grammar always matters. I blame the hot wings. All right. Those were good. We all settled? Ready to jump into this? Not lose any more time? Yep. All right. Let me find the right button for the music. Watch me press the wrong one four times. Ah! Ooh, that was the right one. (laughs) All right. Good? I am now. Uh, Um, I don't hear it on roll 20. I might have to refresh. I haven't pressed play. I'm waiting for you guys to be quiet. I'm going to kick Zeph so hard in the taint. (laughs) Can I watch? You're you're required to. Anyway. Encouraged. (laughs) Now we continue our main campaign. Fates split. During our last sessions of Fate's Split, the party managed to travel to Vice's hometown of Sheraton, rediscovering his long-lost or long-thought-dead mentor, Northam, revived him, and managed to settle down for a couple of days, attempting to relax. However, during this time, Northam conveyed to them his true intentions in gathering them together and the gravity of the situation that he had brought to their attention. As the universe itself seems to be splitting apart, as a theorized seventh titan seems to be losing its grip on reality, literally. This seventh titan, according to his theories, is the one creator being that held all the others together, and without it, the, un- the universe and reality as they know it may very well fall apart. In an effort to gain more information, try to glean anything they can about this seventh titan so that they might pursue it and potentially stop it from falling apart. The party was set to go to travel across the continents to various towers that Northam and his colleagues had built to try to gather whatever research they can find, put the puzzle pieces back together, and maybe find a way to stop this from happening. The party decides to head to the first and closest tower to them, standing tall at the center of Glacius Lake to their west. In order to get there, they're going to need a boat, and they decide to travel back through the forest the small fishing village they had passed on their way to Sheraton. We rejoin our party 
as they have just begun leaving the town of Sheraton, heading south through the forest. Move you guys over to the overworld map. So, for your first... We'll say for your first couple days of travel. Because I don't want to stretch things too far with the travel as we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. I would like whoever is helming this trip to roll a perception or survival check. And I need anybody else to roll me a d20. I'll roll the d20, the random d20. Gern's gonna lead party. So we can take advantage of my passive totem spirit elf. Mm -hmm. I rolled an 18. And I rolled a 12. Okay. So for the first two days of travel, the weather remains calm. However, this orange and green forest remains shrouded in fog. Gurn, your memory of these paths serves you well, and you manage to regroup. You manage to find some of the old campsites that you had used along the way, at least on the first night. On the second night, you find yourself in somewhat unfamiliar territory. And with your survival checks and the aid of your party and conversations, you would all know that this is the section of the forest you guys kind of skipped over when you had stepped into that into that shift in reality, when you had seemingly stepped backward in time 2,000 years. With that survival check, we approach your second night of travel. Shatten. God damn it. Hold on, I resized my damn maps here. And here we go. During your second night of travel, you all have set up camp, pulled out the tents, and begun settling down. Before any of you decide to rest, Shatten, you notice that the moon is growing larger and brighter. Shiny. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That is... Wisdom. Fifteen. Okay. On this night, you feel... An intense hunger. But you still have your wits. She's going to start pulling out the uh, different uh, snacks and rations. She's uh, pocketing and going through them, eating them. DM, since we've kind of fast forwarded... Did we what what did we get for a kill? Like do we have anything that we collected along the way for food that we've been cooking for dinner already? 
As part of that survival check, you would have managed one large buck. So as a note to the players, as I am fast forwarding a little bit to try to avoid the same situation we had with the back and forth of the goblin village in Interion, where it wasted like five sessions of you guys going day by day, I'm railroading you just a little bit, but I want to leave plenty of opportunity for roleplay. So this is now your second night in the forest. You guys have begun to settle down. I imagine some things may need to be discussed. Will watches be taken on this night? I'll be, uh, Chetan will take second watch. I'll take first. <clears throat> Moss will take third. Okay. So as the sun begins to set over the horizon of trees... The forest grows darker faster than you may have expected. Shatten, you see the moon approaching full begin to rise over the canopy. And the glint of its silvery light shines in your eyes. And your stomach begins to growl. She'll reach into her pocket, pull out a little bit of snack. Is it apparent that Shatten's eating more than normal? Roll perception or insight? I feel like for Moss, this would probably be insight. Because he's known her for a while. Yeah, probably go insight on this one. Eleven. <clears throat> it doesn't appear to be out of the norm. You know her very well as someone who's constantly stealing food and part of you assumes that at some point she'd have to eat the food she's stealing. Okay. Uh, are there any uh, good branches within reach of her? Uh, at the moment you're standing in the middle of the campsite, so no. Well, I meant around the camp along the edges of the campsite there are plenty of low-lying branches that you could jump up into if you wanted to she's gonna go ahead and do that okay so shatten takes a perch say about 15 feet up on a fairly thick branch just high enough to be off the ground but not so high that it might be detrimental if she falls before uh we go much further in our travels um I think that I need to share something with you guys. That way, I don't get stabbed in the future. Gurn, could you come here for a second? <clears throat> uh, might I borrow your, your cloak? Gurn hands you... His cloak. Uh, Vice is going to uh, head for one of the tents briefly uh, and say, thank you, Gun," And then reemerge in about maybe 40 seconds. And when he reemerges, he looks like Gurn. Like exactly like Gurn. When did you learn to do that? Uh, I 
learned to control it more in uh, recent years, but it's kind of part of my being. I am uh, a shapeshifter, a changeling. That guy at the fishing village, the one that just showed up and didn't know where the boats were, looked like a local. Hi. It was me. I, I thought maybe that was you. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of like weird. Like how? The best, the best part is, is I can also make voices. Which really sells this guy's. In his best Gurn impression that matches Gurn perfectly. <clears throat> He's going to say Enrichment And thump stick on Gurn's side It's like <laughs> Gurn has a twin brother Vice <laughs> Gurn puts Gurn puts his hand on your shoulder You feel the familiar hand of your own on your shoulder <laughs> Gurn reaches out and licks you in the face. You do not receive a lick back. Because <laughs> Vice does not want to taste you. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I, I did want to let you all know that that's just something about me. Uh, that as we continue to venture together, uh, I can do. Now, I'm going to go put clothes back on since I'm mostly nude under this robe. <laughs> and the clone of Gurn is going to walk back into a tent and Vice is going to re-emerge with Gurn's cloak in his hand. Why did you wait so long to tell us? Didn't know I could trust you. Any of you, really. She puts on her biggest smile. How could you not trust me? I have half a mind to knock that limb out from under you. If I was still Gurn, it might have been my full mind, though. But yes, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um... Moss and Gurn found out just as we left Sheraton. Uh, and I figured might as well tell everyone. Well, like, that's, like, interesting. I gotta say, having two Gurns definitely helped fix that well. Definitely can. You'll be strong like me too. Uh, I don't believe so. It's just I would just look like you. Uh, I wouldn't be strong like you. <clears throat> it would look like I have your muscles, but I wouldn't uh be able to use them the same. 
That'd be pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Real cool vice magic. <laughs> Free hop. Yeah? Why are you so far? I'm liking the view from up here. She's gonna munch on a piece of a uh, biscuit. Now, Shatten, are you tying yourself to this tree limb, or are you just kind of sitting on it? She's just sitting on it. So as the uh, as the moon begins, or as the moon continues to rise, the last rays of sunlight disappear from the sky. Twilight is upon you, and the stars begin to peek out. The remainder of you retire to your respective areas for rest. Moss, I believe you're taking first watch? No, he's taking third. So Selena's taking first? Yes. All right. As everybody settles in for their rest, Selene, if you could roll a perception check for your watch. Mm. Uh, I got a 25. That, That is incredible. Right? I said the same thing. I'm like, oh, we're starting off strong tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you would like to do during your watch? Um, <clears throat> I actually want to do summon an owl. Okay. Um, to basically do what I usually do, doing an aerial view while, while I do a ground view. Okay. So you expend one of your wild shapes. You hold out your arm, and there's in this particular forest. There's a lot of um, foliage on the ground. A lot of fallen leaves. As you stand by the fire, you hold out your arm and you focus your wild shape magic to manifest this owl. A slight breeze blows through the camp, kicking up some of this foliage, and it whirls and swirls upward around your arm. Bends faster and grows denser until an owl materializes from within this tiny whirlwind of foliage. The leaves fall away, and a small owl rests on your shoulder or on your forearm. I'm okay. It looks expectantly at you and then around at the forest and then back at you. I'm going to command it to watch from overhead for any dangers and then kind of let it fly off. Breads its wings flaps a couple of times and then takes off silently into the night. Is there anything else you would like to do during your watch? Um, I'm going to sit by the fire and probably munch on any of that. Was it deer that we yeah. had? So I'm going to munch on some deer. Okay. As might do too much. Okay. During your watch, with such an incredible perception check, you sit by the fire, occasionally shifting your perception to that of the owl, 
as it flies around from tree branch to tree branch, occasionally checking in on things and then taking your consciousness back to your own mind. The forest is quiet, it is incredibly calm. Then you hear from the direction of Shatten, the slightest of whimpers, as if something in her dream is distressing her. Shatten, while you are sleeping, you are in, you know, an unconscious state, dreaming. But even in this dream, you begin to feel a tug at the back of your mind. A familiar tug, like when you create a psychic link with one of your allies. However, you didn't create this link. Until you begin to hear a familiar voice echoing through your head. Gaden, it's worthless. Please respond. I wish I was by your side, but I'm grounded. For fuck's sake, Moss hasn't responded, so I hope you can. Oh. Um, would this cause me to wake up? Please make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that is... 24. You are startled awake, but manage to catch yourself on the tree branch before you lose your grip and fall to the ground. You stand there clutching the branch, panting, having heard the voice of your long-lost friend. He's going to start looking around. Forthus? Forthus? Where are you? You hear no response. She's going to attempt... uh, Looking around, she's going to try to attempt a psychic link. Just randomly, just throwing out her mind, trying to connect with him. Trying to focus on Forthus? Yeah. You send out the psychic tethers, trying to find his mind, and you cannot find it. She's going to sit on the branch and just tears her. Just, I, I want to reach out. Where are you? Forthus? And you know, she's going to try to mentally try to connect or to just think on him. And she's just going to sob. She's thinking she's having a bad dream. So at this point, um, I would have heard her whimpering and stuff like that and everything and would have gotten up from where I was sitting and had made my way over to her to check on her before she woke up and kind of would have stood there for a moment, making sure she's okay. And then like basically kind of watching and then seeing that whole her waking up and yelling out for Forthus. So you're looking up into the tree and you see Shatten sitting on her branch, head in her paws, sobbing. What happened, Shatten? 
<laughs> I heard Forthus. He was calling out to me. Something about being grounded. And uh, it may have just been a dream, but it's, it's not fair. Hmm. DM, would I have any knowledge of Moss receiving messages from Forthus, or if that is not public, not public knowledge? Moss, did you say uh, anything Ma about that to anyone but Shen? Uh, Moss mentioned it in front of the entire group when he talked to Northam about it. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. Like he thank you. specifically mentioned the sending spell. Well, right, I wasn't sure. Um, chat, and I remember Moss men mentioning to Northam when we were all back at Vice's house about sending and receiving messages with Forthus or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe yeah. you should talk to Moss about it. Maybe he'd have a better answer. Before we left Northam, I had asked him to see if he could try to find Forthus on the board. Couldn't find him there either. I'll talk to Moss in the morning about it. I'm sure we'll find Forthus in it again one day. But till then, why don't you get some rest? When I find him, I'm going to kick his ass. She just rolls over onto her side. Then he tries to go back to sleep. <clears throat> I'm going to go back to... Walking my rounds. Okay. Would Vice have woken up from the commotion? It was fairly distant to the tent that you chose to sleep in, so I'm going to say no. Okay. What about Moss? He's right next to the campfire. Moss, you... You are somewhat different or somewhat distant, but you are more in tune to watching out for Shatten, her being your closest friend. Um, roll a roll a perception at disadvantage. Because okay. you're sleeping. I was going to say, I, I heard it at the campfire, but that might have been because of my perception roll. Well, it's because of your perception check and you're awake. You're yeah, actively listening. Know. Everybody else is asleep. 16. Alright, yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay. <clears throat> Moss will wake up and just kind of start making his way over there. Is uh, everything alright? I had, I had a nightmare. The more forthish was trying to contact me. What did he say? He said, said he was trying to reach you and you never got back to him. He was grounded and he was hoping I can get back to contact him back, but I don't know how. Okay. Just think really hard in your head and try and contact back, but it has to be within. I believe it's 20-something words. 
she's gonna um, try to calm herself down and she's gonna try to focus and she's gonna try to send a message to him Forthus where are you I do you need help what can we do Please let us know. We miss you. You hear nothing in response. It's just been a dream then. Could have been solved spell maybe a timed out I guess we'll have to we can't try to try again to reach them about all we can do she's gonna start pulling out a couple more snacks and just start tearing into them some sleep shot muscle I'll Wait. try. Uh, how far into uh, Celine's watch is this? Probably happened uh, pretty well into her watch, about two hours. Each watch is only two and a half hours. I think I'll just stay up then. Celine, do you want me to just go ahead and take over the watch? If you feel up to it. I'll do that then. I don't think I can get back to sleep. Um, just wake me up if you need me. Okay. Or tap me on the shoulder. Since I don't sleep. <laughs> Um, huh? and with that, Celine's gonna go somewhere near the trees, and she's gonna go into her meditation. Um, would my bird still be up, or does that dissipate? Our bird right now lasts for three hours, so it would dissipate. If you're going straight to sleep, it'll dissipate about an hour from now. Okay. Or you can just dismiss it ahead of time. I'll leave it up for an extra hour. And during your meditation, you, while you're while you are technically resting, you won't be able to communicate directly with the owl. But it's at least still present, and if anything does come up, it can come and physically alert you. Okay. All right, Shat, if you could roll perception for your watch. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a twenty-two. And could you roll me a d20? Uh, that'll be a six. Okay. During your watch, the forest remains quiet. You occasionally hear 
the the rustle of small animals within the trees rushing across the ground. You turn to look up at the sky every once in a while, trying to catch a glimpse of that bright shiny that is the moon, and you notice the clouds have begun to roll in. And you begin to feel the light patter of rain on your fur. He's going to jump down from the tree. And she's going to collect a bunch of uh, little rocks. And she's going to attempt to put these rocks into different pouches of everyone in the party. Okay. Go ahead and roll a uh, sleight of hand. That's a natural 19. And with sight of hand, 27. Moss, were you staying up with Shatner or did you go back to sleep? I went back to sleep. Okay. Shatten, you successfully put rocks in everybody's packs. Yeah, just a couple of pebbles each. Great. It's a shame no one here uses a sling, otherwise you're helping. If it helps, they're very pretty pebbles. Okay. For the remainder of your watch, the night remains quiet. Although you do hear the occasional roll of thunder in the distance as a light spray falls through the canopy. Every once in a while, you have to grab an extra log or two just to keep the fire stoked to prevent it from getting too low. The remainder of your watch goes without incident. And you believe it is about time to awaken Moss for his watch. She's going to go over and nudge him a bit. Wake up. Yep. It's time for your turn. Okay, I'm awake. It's raining. She, just a little bit. She's going to uh, go into uh, Crystal's tent. And... Even she doesn't want to sleep out in the rain. So she'll sleep in the, the corner of a crystal's tent. All right. Moss, if you could roll perception for your watch. Okie dokie. Uh, 18. Okay. Over the light rolls of thunder and the patter of the rain against the canopy, you stop hearing the skittering of smaller animals. Your party members seem to be fairly well hunkered down within their tents. Celine, you are awakened for a moment as the rain begins to get a little bit heavier and you feel that you are getting wet. This does not necessarily disrupt your rest, but you do have the option to move into a tent if you would like. Yeah, I'm going to get up and walk into uh, Crystal's tent as well. Okay. So Moss, during your watch, you do see Celine emerge from the tree line, kind of shielding her head with her hood up and her face, trying to cover her face as she 
navigates her way to the northern tent to protect herself from the rain. You, however, feel a certain level of familiarity. The water pouring down on your scaly flesh and your shell, just reminding you of those cool midsummer nights out in the marshlands. It's refreshing. And as the night progresses, you begin to feel movement from beneath your shell as Levi begins to poke his head out. Hey, buddy. Also, pat him on his head and give him some jerky. I forgot to ask, is Kata with you? As this uh, is the second night, would you have brought her out during this travel? Yeah, I probably would have brought her out on the first night. All right, so we'll add Kata to this. <clears throat> Kata being being what she is is not necessarily perturbed by the rain, but is hunkering a bit closer to the fire to try to keep dry. Okay. So I'm also walk over to Kata. And it's not going to cover much, but like on either side of her head, he's going to stick two of his javelins into the ground and then take the uh, winter cloak he got and hang it off the javelins so she has like a little bit of a lean to to cover at least her head. Okay. You don't hear her voice in her in your head, but you do hear that low purr that she gives when you've done something that satisfies her. walking around, taking a look at things. As the night progresses, there are no other disturbances. However, the storm does gradually get a little bit stronger as the rain increases and the thunder gets louder and you believe that this storm is now upon you. The sky does get a touch brighter, though the cloud cover does prevent much of the sunlight from getting through. Okay. Wouldn't I be up at this point? Yes, at this point you are awake. All right. Would you have emerged from your tent to stand in the rain with moss during this? Yes. Okay. Because I'm assuming from where I'm from as well, I'm quite familiar with the rain, and I imagine that it doesn't oh, yeah. bother me. You grew up in a rainforest. This is all too familiar for you uh based on your sleep patterns and when you went to bed you would have woken up about an hour and a half into moss's watch leaving only about an hour to his watch left okay so that that's still effectively dawn so if at any point you want to come out and talk to moss before everyone else wakes up that's fine yeah, I figured I would come out and try to, like, shield the fire as best I can from the rain. Trying to help Moss any way I can. 
seen Moss like walking around the campsite, looking around. Maybe. Well, actually, because it's raining. Can I look around for earthworms? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll perception or survival. Uh, that's going to be a... Uh, 23 for perception. Okay, go ahead and roll a d6. Four. You find four usable earthworms. Cool. You know, good size ones. Put those with the other ones. Okay. The frozen ones? Well, I, I imagine we're frozen. Not frozen anymore. <laughs> no, no, they're they're thawed at this point. But you're gonna put the living earthworms with the dead ones. Yeah, maybe not right with them. Maybe in a different pouch. Okay. So yeah. one of the pouches of your pack is squirming, and the other is not. Correct. Cool. A living backpack. Did you guys want to interact before the rest of the party awakens? Where is Kato walking with Moss? Nope. You'd see her no. next to the fire with Moss's winter cloak like over her head with his javelin okay. stuck into the ground holding it up. Okay. I... I'll make my over moss. Do you think the storm will slow us down? I mean, probably a little bit. Definitely gonna make things darker. Feels kind of nice though. It does. It reminds me of home. Mm. Levi here out of my shell. Pet the snake head you see, like, sticking up out of my shell. Did I know that you had a pet snake already? I know that's meta, but I didn't know if I knew uh, that. Yeah, you probably yeah, you brought him a out. Times. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you actually brought Levi out when you guys were in the uh, rec room of yep. the Haslam Tower. Oh, okay. That's right. You're feeding him little, uh, I want to say little chunks of meat that you'd taken from the kitchen. Yep. Okay. Do you think <clears throat> Shatton actually truly got a message from Forthus, or do you think it was just a dream? I, I think she did. From what she said he said, it would make sense, because he did reach out to me at one point and then I reached out back, and then he reached out again, and I tried to reach out back and got nothing back. Hmm. Gotta I find hope a he's way. okay. Yeah, we gotta find a way to get in contact with him. She still seems very angry at him. Yeah, she's got some abandonment issues. 
because it wasn't his choice didn't mean he didn't leave. I understand. I, I can only imagine, unfortunately. She'll, she'll be alright. Stronger than she gives herself credit for. Shatton is one person I definitely don't want to get in a fight with. <laughs> yeah. He's a little scary with those blades. Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious where those came from. I've been wondering the same thing. Scary enough with the regular blades, but those are just... I don't even leave a mark. <laughs> That's definitely not the type of weapon you want to give to Shatten. Well, you know her better than I do. I'm still learning. She's got her quirks, but she's good at heart. Don't we all? Mm. Anything to report on your watch? Uh, just rain. DM, about what time is it right now? Uh, at this point, it's about dawn. Okay. The gray sky begins to lighten, and your uh, your dark vision. Um, you, you you seem to be relying less on your dark vision as the area around you begins to lighten. The occasional flash of lightning up in the clouds above grants a little bit of extra visibility, if only for half a moment. Okay. Um, while it was dark out, um, there was a, not bright, but a very dim green light coming from Slane's necklace as her and Moss had been talking. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, he's noticed that before, probably. Yeah, at this point, ever since, like, she's shown Northam, it's kind of been out and... Yep. ...been glowing. So, do you really think we can pull this off? Which part? I mean... Martin basically said the world's falling apart, and he's looking at, well, basically a bunch of teenagers to keep it from falling apart. Honestly, I don't know anything for certain. I honestly wasn't expecting all this when I left home, but I guess all we can do is try our best. Shatting and forth was just left to try and go somewhere and make some money where we didn't have to eat potatoes every day. Is that why Shatton has issues with potatoes? Yeah. Among other things. 
I guess I would hate potatoes if I ate those every day too. Yeah, they're definitely not our favorite food. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't know. I never had potatoes before. Not before I went to Hastown. They weren't bad at first, but you can only have them so many different ways and you eat them over and over and over. I can understand that. Probably start getting ready to go here. Yeah, probably should start waking everybody up so we can head on our way. At this point, Celine's gonna go into Crystal's tent and start waking the girls up. Crystal will get up and go outside. Not exactly happy about the rain. <laughs> but she doesn't say anything about it. Shantina come out and this lean-to still over uh, Kata's head? Yep. Shatton is going to go over and try to squeeze under the lean-to as well. Um, I am going to go over to Shatton and offer my bear pelt as like a cover, basically, because I don't really have anything else to offer. It's the biggest thing I have. Um, I have a bear pelt that might help. Uh, out of curiosity, how big is this bear pelt? Well, Gurn gave it to me, so. It's all big enough to cover Gurn's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I cleaned it up since Gurn gave it to me, so. <laughs> uh, sh thank you. You know, she's going to get this big pelt and hold it over her head. This should work. You're welcome. I hope it helps a little bit. Because looks like we're going to be walking in rain for a little while. DM, just out of curiosity, what does the ground feel like? Is there mud? Uh, at this point, yeah, it's been raining long enough that the ground is spongy and squishy. Gurn's going to get down on his knees and gather some of the mud up and start rubbing it on his skin. He's going to start coating himself in mud. Oh, okay. Gurn. You just got clean. <laughs> I like the grit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Damn, do these tents have floors in them?
Based on the token design, I want to say yes, because they okay. appear to have panels along the floor. Okay. <clears throat> Shatton, you're hiding under the lean-to with Kata right now? With a bear pelt, yes. Okay. Moss, are you continuing to stand on the outer edge of the camp? or uh, Not currently. Currently, Moss would be here, looking at this tent and sizing up the canvas on the tent as to Kata's size to see if we can use the canvas to cover her while we travel. Oh, yeah. Easily. Okay. I mean, it would be... It'd be ramshackle at best. You'd have to wait. You'd have to find a way to secure it. Well, I was thinking but, we'd use the ropes to tie it underneath her. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, if you if you decided to take the time to do so, but this is canvas. It's not necessarily waterproof. It's more water resistant. Yeah. So over time, it's going to soak through. And good yeah. point. I mean, Kata by definition, is a green guard drake. She's native to swamps. Water is not necessarily something she's unfamiliar with. And you guys are in... Based on region, you guys are... I mean, it's midsummer. This is a midsummer night's rain. So... Okay. So it's not too this isn't this it's not necessarily detrimental to you know a a, a cold-blooded animal's ability okay. to stay warm in that case you really we'll do that. I have a clarifying question yes would that mean that yesterday would have been a midsummer's night Eve yes got it yes so puck I mean moss while you're standing here sizing up this <laughs> tent to decide whether or not the canvas would be viable for covering Kata and then just kind of thinking about it and realizing that maybe Kata doesn't really need it and she just was hovering by the fire to for that extra warmth because, you know, big lizard. Mm. While you're standing there, you begin to notice that the rain around you, as it falls down, starts falling slower and slower and for a moment it ceases entirely and then begins flowing upward and as you look at the droplets of water flowing up and around you they are a deep blood crimson as they flow up and away into the sky centered around you Moss is going to turn to Vice. <laughs> Vice is you. And point at the... Is what me? The rain that's crimson and going upwards. I don't know if I can do that. Insight. Go ahead and roll insight. Vice, you know what to do. Uh, 
How does a 23 check against your insight? 22. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Moss. You believe <laughs> In that case, something's definitely not right here. Does... Are you going to make me roll an insight to determine if there's a hint of concern in your voice? Oh, no. You can tell Moss is concerned. And also, you would have seen Kata get up. <laughs> immediately around you, the rain changes colors and starts falling normally again. Yeah, that was me. Okay, well, I guess now you know you can do that. I had a feeling I could do that before as well. <laughs> Moss will start tearing down the tent. And Vice will go tear down the other one. Knowing how to do it now. This is a bit meta, but it's kind of fun. The only person who would have noticed you do that would have been Shatten. She's the only one with a high enough passive to have beaten that uh, sleight of hand. However, Shatton was hunkered under a lean-to trying to wrap herself in a bear pelt. She was too distracted to be watching you flick your <laughs> hands around for that spell. So it worked out very well. So as you guys break down the tents, Kata now standing in the remnants of the lean-to that you had created because when you got startled and she stood up she took the lean-to with her some mild cursing from Shatton some mild cursing from Shatton you guys wrap up the tents as best you can shove them back into the bag of holding and begin your travels once again oh don't do that to me as the rain continues to drop on you for the remainder of the day. One, two, three. And begin to reach the end. As you guys continue through the forest, you don't come across anything that seems out of place. Nothing seems to be approaching you guys. In this rain, it would seem that any creatures that are in this forest are taking shelter from the rain. The ground beneath you squishes and squelches, and you leave behind mud tracks. As much as you may try to... If, if you are trying to conceal your presence within this forest, it is becoming more and more difficult as the ground beneath you becomes... just mud mud and detritus however as you begin to approach the end of the day the rain does begin to let up oh, I didn't want to kill it entirely and reduces itself to a light sprinkle the occasional shower falls down upon you as a nearby tree is shaken the water dropping from the foliage upon you. Gurn most likely occasionally running up to a tree with stick in hand, slamming the trunk just to get more water to fall out of the tree. And as you approach the end of your third day of travel, 
as you are rapidly passing through this forest. You begin to set up camp. And that is where we are going to take our break because it is our appropriate break time. Real quick, before we go to break, I want to give a shout out to Dookie Party for the sub and gifted subs. Holy crap, thank you. That's awesome. We love it. Love to see it. But for now, we got to go tend to things that need to be tended to. We'll be back in a few minutes. We're back. Are you back? Welcome back. I'm going to say the word back again. Because we're back again. There you go. Yeah, look at me go. I'm tired. Anyway, so yeah, thanks again to Dookie Party for the uh, pile of subs you decided to put for us, put forth for us. <sighs> My English is broken. Did you just say that you could put forth us? I did. I did. I could put That's forth us in the game. Oh, wait, I did. Yes, Zandy. In the pile of subs, was there any doms? <laughs> Why are you looking? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe you need one. I don't know. There's a lot of subs. Maybe you need dom. You know me. I'm just a funny little sub. You cannot have uh, all Indians and in the chief, you know? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Borat describing not enough chiefs. Apparently not. <laughs> yes, Sometimes he needs to be My Borat. wife. I'm just here. So you don't get fined? Yeah. <laughs> really? That reference again? I, I look at John every single time I give it. Every single time I look at John. <laughs> Just for a look of approval. And I haven't gotten it yet. It's always a look of disapproval. <laughs> oh, I'm just... I'm thankful. Yeah? We All appreciate right. you too, John. No, so there was a Thanksgiving game where they asked him questions, and every answer he answered, I'm thankful. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's the best person to interview. <laughs> I need like a two hour interview with him. <laughs> Best of. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Anyway, I want to give John a minute to eat because that's probably the first meal he's eaten all day. I don't know. You don't I, have to. I'm pretty sure you got a little sausage earlier. You can just leave it all over your oh. face. Oh, Dookie, I don't tell my therapist anything about what I do on the streams. <laughs> I don't tell my therapist anything. Oh, you guys wait, have enough know. money for a therapist? <laughs> what mm -hmm. do I tell my therapist about? <laughs> make sure he subs, dude. Apparently, I have to find a new therapist, though, because mine apparently quit or something yikes you drove that. a therapist to quit <laughs> probably probably because every single time i talk to her all she would say is 
wow, that's a lot of heavy stuff you're going on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 response. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make me feel any better. This is one of the reasons I didn't become a therapist, because one of my go-to responses to things that are heavy is, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. And then my cat died. Yikes. <laughs> so how do you feel about that? Just imagine that you're sitting there talking to your therapist for 55 minutes. Yeah. And then it's four minutes of silence on her yeah. end. And yep. she just looks at you and says, damn, that's a lot of heavy shit, bro. <laughs> Pretty much what she told me. Put it in a nice professional that? way. <laughs> I mean, and then proceeded to quit. <laughs> it could be worse. Would be funny, also. <laughs> I I don't know. And now we're <laughs> laughing about it. I I'm laughing because I I find it funny because it's like I was looking at their going back to therapy earlier this week and I was like oh I wanted her as a therapist because she was great and it's like oh she's no longer in the system. <laughs> cool. I need a therapist. <laughs> um. I go see uh, Dr. Uh, Jack Daniels. Oh, he, he finally graduated. I used to be my therapist. I am at my <laughs> therapy session currently. Yeah, this is also my therapy session, too. I get yeah, a Like, you know, we get a refund for that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and how does it wow, make you feel? Yeah, does I hate this, that response, too. It's like, make um, you think of your It wouldn't be the first time I caused a therapist to quit, honestly. I can't tell you how many therapists I've gone through. I fired a therapist once, but most of them, but I, I, they just were like, oh, yeah, you, you got a new therapist now. Oh, now you got a new therapist again. Oh, you got another new one. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. On that, that, that not at all depressing note, <clears throat> are we ready to get back into the game? Think, yep. I think we need a therapy session sure. for the therapists that Graves gone through. <laughs> uh, that could be Thursday night. Sure, yeah, Thursday night stream. I'll pull in all of Graves' ex therapists and be like, "How did that so make how, you feel?" How Thursday, feel because therapist and Thursday start with therapy the same Thursday. Letters. Really? Uh, exactly. I, I didn't even know. <laughs> Thank you. And suddenly a mage appears, cast Meteor Strike, and you're all dead. Alright, guys. Good stream. Damn. See you for the next campaign. <laughs> Alright, are we all ready to get back into this? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. not Alright. Gonna let John swallow that last load, and we'll get back in. Let's dungeon these dragons. Ready, Daddy. I love how you swished it around in your mouth before you swallowed it. Oh, yeah, you gotta make a show of it. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> so I'm glad I finished my drink before. So to... As dusk approaches at the <laughs> end of your third night, the clouds have yet to clear, but the rain has led up to a light sprinkle. I would like somebody to roll survival. 
Speak and be heard, muted girl. Uh, Sorry. I'll do it. Uh, I got a 21. Okay. With a 21, you do happen to find an area of the forest where the foliage was so thick that it remained damp at most. The ground beneath you is not so wet that puddles would rise when you step onto the earth. And you believe that this would be a good spot to set up camp. Um, as I find this spot, I will... Depending on where the party is, I don't know if they're behind me, if they're in front of me. I don't know how we're walking right now. I'm asking you guys, by the way. Like, how are we going well, about Shat- this? Just so I can Shatton's- figure out... Shatton's on top of a moss. Okay. Moss went back to Sheridan. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's that Dom you were looking for, Zandy. It's Shat. Um. Riding the back of a turtle. So Celine's gonna yell to the party. Um, I found a spot for camp. It's not too bad. Figure this is where we can rest for the night. Looks good to me. Mm. I'm like, as long as it's not, like, as muddy as Gurn. Uh, no promises. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I mean, I imagine at this point, the rain would have washed most of that mud off of Gurn, though. Wouldn't it? Or is he still completely covered in mud? That's a good question. Moss, during this day of travel, have you been picking up globules of mud and just reapplying it? <laughs> Why would no, I do Gern. that to Gurn? Did I say Moss? I meant <laughs> Gurn. 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 Sorry, Gurn. I'm tired. Lay I off. am too. I am too. Like, like Gurn definitely would have been reapplying mud. <laughs> and apparently, Moss is going and getting your back for you. <laughs> Down with it, dude. I'm down with it. Alright. Oh my god. Okay. Oh. Moss is gonna go fishing, though, because he does know that this is good fishing weather. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a survival check. Apparently really good fishing weather. Uh, that's a natural 24, 25. Go ahead and roll a d8. Eight. You find eight, or you you manage to catch eight fully grown river trout. And what's interesting is that you only expended seven of your worms because when you were removing the hook from one of the trout you catched, you found that it had not completely eaten the worm that was attached, and you decided to reuse it and managed to catch another fish with it. I love when that happens. Right. So while mm-hmm. Moss is off fishing, um, I'm going to be building the fire and collecting any wood or anything like that for the fire. Um, that's what okay. I'm doing. It's not the easiest to find wood that hasn't been dampened by the day's storm, but you do eventually find some logs that don't appear to be thoroughly looped through. 
but you know that it is going to take some effort to get this fire started for tonight. Okay. Well, I will do what I can. Okay. Is Sandy alive? Oh, look, his head moved. Moss will come back to camp and toss Kata one of the fish. Oh, she eats it whole. And go over to where Celine's probably still trying to start a fire. Please move yourselves about the campsite to where you feel that you would be. I thought I was in my spot. Nope. I only created one map for forest campsites, so just imagine that this is a new one. But each time I'll kind of throw. I've you never guys back seen up. this map before. Thank you. You're such a dedicated player. You get a you get a raise. Um, I'm gonna see Moss approaching. Um, I'm trying to start the fire, but it's been kind of touch and go because a lot of the wood is very wet from the storm and I can't seem to get a consistent fire going but I see you were successful with your fishing trip though yeah light rain is pretty good for fishing Uh, vice can't you like manipulate water I don't know Moss have you seen me manipulate water before any times. That's why I'm wondering why you're not, you know, helping dry the logs off so we can start a fire. Did anyone ask me to dry the logs off? <laughs> uh, sometimes you should just, you know, see people are struggling and help. Guys, I've been sitting here ever since Moss went to go fishing, trying to start this fire, and you've just been sitting there. Yet you could have offered. I was, was kind of having fun. I'm going to just firebolt the logs. And as it's flying, <laughs> as the firebolt's flying, I'm going to just go, get back! <laughs> as it's midair. Apparently. Are you actually firebolting the logs? Yeah, just the base of the logs. It doesn't say it blows shit away. It says it ignites flammable objects. Yeah, but these are dampened logs. Okay, I'm going to see if that works. Okay, are you throwing one firebolt? Yeah, I'm using firebolt, not scorching ray. Uh, Just making sure you're firing this once. At your current level, it's 2d10. This is seeming like a worse and worse idea the more questions you're asking. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Animal damage. Jeez. It's 13 points of fire damage. Okay. The log that gets impacted is immediately obliterated. The logs surrounding it begin to smolder. However, a fire has not been genuinely ignited. So Selene's going to jump back as soon as she sees you throw the fireball. <laughs> um... Well, that wasn't very helpful. DM, is the air an open container? No. Why can't you just try that water trick that Moss suggested? 
It might help us. So we're not sitting here freezing and all, all that all night. This not freeze. Oh, no. I'm going to just fucking press to digitate the logs dry. <laughs> because that's literally the only spell that I can do that could potentially dry something off. Okay. I don't what? really have spells to make water just poof out of nowhere and be gone. I can make it appear. Can't make it disappear as easily. Well, it's I don't know amazing. how that trick works. I just know you can do things with water. That's all I know. Well, I obliterated one of the logs, too. That was kind of cool. Didn't even use water for that. <laughs> Used the opposite, in fact. Yes, the very wood that I was trying to collect that was the driest. Well, the rest of it's going to be dry momentarily. As I start waving my hands and passing prestidigitate on the smoldering logs, extinguishing the fire, drying them out, and reigniting with prestidigitation. So over the course of the next few minutes, Ma, uh, <laughs> One of the characters happens to use magic. <laughs> Next few minutes, Vice uh, goes around the various logs and sticks and kindling that he has now created and meticulously dries it off to a point where he believes that it will now be able to catch. You gather them up, pile them into your makeshift fire pit, and he ignites a campfire. And you now have a functioning campfire. Thank you, Vice. That was helpful. Mm-hmm. Moss will just be cleaning the fish. You want me to get the water off the fish, too? <laughs> no. You might be able to descale them. I, I think I got the fish under control. Until it comes time to add flavoring, because you're good at that. Fair enough. Alright, as evening progresses, will we be taking watches for the night? Chat will take second watch. Also go Chat first. Just, Chat just does not like to sleep through the night. I'll Vice is her. taking second watch as well. <laughs> Vice is not trusting Shat anymore. Moss. Gurn, do watch with you too. Okay. All right. Too many voices speaking at once. Who's taking first? Moss and Gurn. And Selene, you said you're taking third then? Yeah, I'm taking third. And Chad taking second, and Crystal once again sleeping through the night, getting that beauty well, rest. Chat and Vice are both taking second watch. Chat and Vice and Crystal is getting her beauty rest. Yeah. As she is sleeping all the watches again. She needs her beauty rest. Of course she does. <laughs> she needs rest her voice. And quite honestly, it's probably something you learned in college. Your, your character, not you. Ah. 
No one learns how to sleep in college. <laughs> All right. As the sun begins to drop, the sky does finally begin to clear. Bright oranges and pinks bathe the sky as the sun grows closer and closer to the horizon, fading to a pale blue. The clouds finally dissipate, and just before the sun drops below the horizon, you do see the faintest flashes of sunlight before they disappear and twilight begins to set in. Moss and Gurn, as you rub mud on each other, the rest <laughs> of the party begins to settle in for the night. Celine, you're taking a tent tonight. Um. Well, Celine's going to go in the tent, and she isn't going to go to sleep. Well, she's not going to meditate right away. She's actually going to pull out the what was it, a journal and the quill and ink, and she's going to actually write a little bit. Oh, look at that. Vice is leaving an impression on people. I don't know if that's a good thing. She's going to kind of sit there for a moment thinking about what to write about and then figure out that she's just going to write about their adventures so far. All right. And she'll do that for a little bit until for like, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 minutes. And then she'll put down her book, put it back in her bag, discover the pebbles in her bag and kind of pull them out, smirking a little bit before putting them off to the side and going under meditation. Okay. Crystal, are you doing anything before you lie down or are you just... Well, Crystal sits there for a few minutes watching um, Selene until she realizes how boring Selene is being. So she just <laughs> goes and goes to sleep. You could have talked to Selene. She was focusing on her uh, writing. You still could have talked to me. She would have carried a conversation. <laughs> All right. Vice, do you retire to your own tent? Are you doing anything before you rest? Nope. Shat and I assume you're tying yourself to a tree branch? Yep, she's laying in a branch. Okay. Moss and Gurn, you can either individually roll perception or one of you at advantage. How do you want to do this, buddy? Just do it individual. Twenty-four. I got a thirteen. Okay. Overall, as the night progresses, the forest remains quiet. However, you do begin to hear the skittering of smaller animals beginning to venture out from their shelters now ready to go hunting for whatever foods they may be able to find. But you don't hear anything that would cause alarm. As the two of you sit on, on the soft, moist ground around the fire, as it gradually begins to dry, stoking the fire as often as you can, leaning, finding fresh logs to lean against the fire pit to try to dry them before they're added to the fire. What would you like to do during your watch? Moss. 
Yes, Gern. <clears throat> um, not from them. He said, Gern might have water. Yeah, he seems to think you do. But Gern listened to ground and he did no talk. Um, uh, sitting on the ground. And then, like, put your hands on it and concentrate on the ground as hard as you can. That's what I do. I basically meditate on my brand. What is, can I see? Uh, Moss will show you the Pull out his forearm and show you the brand of the half-dead raven. <clears throat> DM does this. The, the the picture of this does this resonate with Gurn at all? Has he seen anything like that in his lifetime? May not be like like the Raven, but something that is to that like art style. No, not in your lifetime. Okay. So, Gern, pay attention to Earth. Gern's going to sit and he's going to dig his toes into the ground and he's going to dig his fingers into the ground and he's going to close his eyes he's going to pop one eye open and look at Moss just like that, just concentrate as hard as you can. But... Okay. Closes his eye again. check twelve with a minus two for a ten. Moss, you watch as Gurn sits in the mud, his hands buried deep beneath, as he tries to hum a meditative chant. And you swear you see Gurn sink just half an inch into the mud. But you can't be certain if it's just because he's heavy and he's been sitting here for a while or if it has something to do with anything else. Gurn, you do not feel anything. 
<laughs> Kern takes the mud and rubs it between his hands and then onto his face into his beard. Earth don't want to talk to Kern. I've had it not work a couple times. Just keep trying. Maybe another night. Maybe. Moss, roll perception. Uh, dirty 20. As you're saying this to Gurn, you look down at the ground beneath him where he had buried his hands into the soil. Where his right hand had been laying, the soft mud had coalesced it kind of sunk back into itself like it normally would filling in the space that he had created but where his left hand had left had been buried there appears to be an unmoving perfect imprint of his hand in the dirt walk over look at it and feel it. It's supposed to be as mud. Put, <clears throat> as, as you approach it, you believe that this should still be mud. But as you touch it, the imprint appears to be... I'm not sure how to describe this because Moss wouldn't necessarily be familiar with this, but it's effectively a sandstone cast of... Gurn's hand. You definitely did something here. What? Gurn puts his hand into the imprint and feels it. The place where you had originally dug your hand into the mud now feels solid. Like a coarse, soft stone. <coughs> You hear Shatten coughing from the trees in the distance. <laughs> All right. Kern presses his hand into it really hard and then rips his hand up from the ground. As you do, the stone crumbles within your hand, leaving behind a stream of sand. And it gently falls back down to the dirt, and you hear it falling upon the foliage. <clears throat> How did Moss do water first time? Um, first time it was actually in a dream. The second time, uh, like you, it didn't actually work. But, I mean, you did something. I, and then I just kept trying, and eventually it started working. Okay. Good night. Karen's Good going night. to go for a tent. Okay. And when he goes to sleep, 
he's going to be thinking about the earth. All right. Moss, the remainder of your watch goes with that incident. You do notice Kata come over to the spot where Gurn had been sitting, and she kind of inspects the now sandy hole in the ground. She doesn't really say anything about it, but she just kind of looks up at you knowingly. Not just, like, look back at her and just kind of, like, shake my head confused. I, uh, I don't even know, like, how something like that could happen. As I mentioned, the Earth speaks to him. Yeah. That could be a good thing or a very dangerous thing. With proper guidance, it should be good. Keep an eye on him, I guess. That is all we can do. It's probably about time to wake Shatten up. I agree. And as you go to walk over to shake the tree Shatten lies in, you walk past the tent where Gurn had gone to sleep, and you hear snoring like the grinding of stone on stone. Is Shatten tied to the branch? No, I don't think I don't think she would have tied herself. Okay. Cool. So Moss is gonna walk over to the tree. Standing underneath it, make sure if you fall, you don't hurt yourself. He's going to take the two pebbles he found in his bag when he was fishing and throw them at your head. I'm not calling for rolls. I want this to happen. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Dutch. Your turn. Oh, okay. No. He's gonna hop on down. Okay, I'm gonna get some sleep. Night. Walk over next to the fire. Do what Moss do. Ma. <clears throat> Kata walks over to you. And wraps herself around you next to the fire. And you hear a soft whisper in your head. What are we supposed to wake Vice to? Yep. Some also get back up. <laughs> Go into the tent and kind of like shift Vice's foot with his. 
you want it? Not sleeping. <laughs> Gun came in here a while ago. Yep. Um, uh, it's time for second watch. <laughs> I'm honestly tempted to fill his mouth with water when he snores. If you ever do it, let me see it happen. Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let you know. And Vice is going to get up and follow Moss out of the tent. But just before he leaves, he's going to turn around and he's going to cast Dancing Lights and only make one ball of light. It's going to be a very dim, almost that of a single flame that you'd see in a lighter. Very dim flame. And it's going to orbit around his hand for a moment. And it being a non-physical orb of light, he's going to send it straight at Gurn's face. It's going to dissipate just before it would impact. And then he's going to walk out of the tent. Kern's going to lay back down. I assume as it gets to my face, you're out of line of sight. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Gurn, Gurn yeah, popped and the, up and it's gone. looks around. Lays back down. Uh, he's not asleep yet. Do we hear him snoring? Vice is going to go sit at the log. Near the fallen tree. And, uh, Keep an eye out on the eastern front. Uh, what's the sky look like? Uh, it looks dark. Okay. So, Shatton, as you have been awoken by pebbles to the face, you climb out of your tree, look up to the sky, and notice that most of the clouds have gone at this point. The moon shines brightly above you very close to being full and looking like the shiniest gem in the sky. I need your little wisdom saving throw. Fine. Uh, that would be a nap one with a four. You are tonight voraciously hungry and very irritable. She is uh, going to start pulling out the rations out of her uh, pocket and, and backpack and just start eating. Just probably uh, make her way to, oh, one of the tall, tallest trees. And she's just going to jump up to as high as she can and climb up into the tree to eat, eat, eat in peace. All right. Given that, if Vice and Shatten could each roll a perception check for their watches, because I have a feeling neither of you are actually going to help the other. 
27. Not nearly as high. Uh, okay. 16. 16. For your watch, the forest remains relatively quiet. However, Shatton, with your extreme perception and current mindset, you are being consistently distracted by the sounds of squirrels and chipmunks attempting to forage at night. She is going to uh, attempt to catch some of them. Okay. Given your current mindset, go ahead and roll survival at advantage. She is going to also attempt to try to sneak up on the schools too, so that helps. Survival uh, at advantage. Yep. This is 17 plus... Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Vice, during the course of your watch, Shatton seems to be occasionally leaving her perch in the tree and then returning holding small mammals and just gnawing straight into them, tearing them apart, sinew being snapped. You hear little bones being crunched between her teeth. She is voraciously eating these small rodents. Vice is going to cast a message pointing towards uh, the tent in which Celine would be in. Effectively casting message on Celine. Um, so Celine because I know you don't sleep means you'd be awake just in a meditative trance you hear in your head as a whisper I don't know that I trust Shatz to keep watch in fact I don't know that I trust her at all considering he's literally just hunting animals in the middle of the night would I be awoken by that message Yes, given your nature as both an elf and the nature of the spell, this would awaken you. This would pull you out of your meditation. So with with that, she's going to jolt, kind of, looking around a little confused, because I imagine she's never dealt with that before. I don't think she has. It's not too far off from the uh, psychic link that Shatten establishes. So she'll be just a little surprised. Um, got a different magical feel, but okay. not. Yeah, it sound it feels okay. and sounds like a whisper that only you can hear. It's not really like a talk in your head. It sounds like it came from. All right, so she is gonna quietly get up, not to disturb Crystal, and walk out of the tent and kind of look around to where Vice is, and then make her way over. I have a feeling that even if you do wake up Crystal, she's just going to kind of like open her eyes, roll the roll her eyes, sigh, turn over to the other side and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that, what that I feels accurate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I got your message. You know you can respond to that. You don't have to come out here to talk to me. 
I figured this was easier. What, what's going on? Fuck if I know. We've got a carnivorous rabbit. Carnivorous? What do you mean? He's hunting, like, squirrels and shit. Instead of keeping watch. So... He has the taste for blood, Celine. We're next. So, DM, I actually got a question. So, knowing and traveling with Shatten for a while, I would know when she's out of character, right? Like, I would be able to pick up on that and know that this isn't the way she acts. I'd like, you to, being... I'd like you to roll an insight check. Okay. Shatten, you are not rolling anything to contest. No one is. Okay. This is a general insight check to see if you can discern the shifts in her personality since you've known her. Uh, that is a, uh, that is a 19. Okay. 19 is actually pretty damn good. You have noticed that over the course of the past. <laughs> three weeks. Over the course of the past three weeks, Shatten has always been one to steal and hoard food. However, lately she has been focused almost exclusively on meat. And you have seen a couple of out-of-character moments where she would bite into a piece of raw meat or something that seemed inedible or some other meat that was deemed inedible, such as the giant fiery centipede you guys had faced on the side of the mountain. You would you you feel like while normal when you first met her she was hoarding and eating vegetation vegetables and such she has now shifted almost entirely to meat and her appetite has seemingly increased and okay. tonight's behavior of effectively disregarding her watch to be hunting solo and seemingly eating whatever she can find whatever critter she can find. This is, this feels very out of character for her. All right. Um, Vice, have you noticed chat and acting different lately? Like a lot different? Having that brought to my attention, can I also roll insight at advantage? Sure, why not? I should have my character sheet pulled up for that. Uh, dirty. Uh, yes, you will have also noticed the same personality shifts in Shatten, particularly over the past three weeks. Uh, yeah? I don't know, I just... Do you know why she'd be acting different? Be a damn good question for someone that actually fucking knows her. Out of curiosity, can I hear them talking about me? Given your insane perception role, yes. I'm whispering over the crackle of a fire. Yeah, I'm doing the same back. Perception. <laughs> and he, you guys aren't exactly that far away. You're hunting in the woods at least 30 feet away. Yeah, you're up in a tree. <laughs> All right, you want to but contest this? No, yes. That's fine. I'll make Shatten roll perception again for this. 
I'll fucking scream it. I don't care. <laughs> if you don't care, I'll cast yes, fireball in her I, mouth. I don't care if she hears. She's just watching them as she's eating. That'd probably be a better question for someone that fucking knows Shatton like Moss. Selene's gonna look over at Moss and then kind of think for a moment before going over to him and lightly tapping him on the shoulder. Yeah. I hate to wake you, Moss, but we're a little concerned about Shat, and she's acting very odd tonight. Hey. <clears throat> well. Also, kind of look over at Shat and see her eating. Look back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently she is disregarding her watch and then just started hunting any animals that she can get her paws on. Vice could probably tell you more about it. He just woke me up about this concern. Yeah, okay. It just seems out of character for her. Also, walk over and sit next to Vice and kind of looking at Shatten, just eating these things raw. I will follow as well. He's staring right back. <laughs> so can Moss roll inside? <laughs> Go ahead. And I gave it I gave Vice advantage, so you'll have advantage on this as well. Uh, 19. Yep. Yep, you know this is out of character. Come to think about it. Why is everyone staring at me? <laughs> uh, so, when did you, uh, start eating mostly meat, Shadden? Mostly raw meat. Yeah, I mean, when I first met you, you were eating a lot of veggies and fruit and things like that. You weren't really eating meat. And lately, you've been eating a lot of raw meat, and now you're just eating a straight up whatever that is. That's a carcass. (sighs) It's a carcass at this point. (laughs) I don't know, I'm just eating what comes at hand. I'm hungry. Chat, how many vegetables do you have in your pocket right now? She starts digging through her pockets, dropping out the... We've got a carrot here, just tossing the carrot out. Uh, you know, apple here, she's tossing it out out of her pocket onto the floor. Uh, biscuits here, does that count as a vegetable? She tosses it. (laughs) Not really, but it is something you would have eaten instead of meat. Let me ask you this question. How would a rabbit sound to you right now? 
you have one available? Yeah, we got a problem. Been fucked with it. Can I roll a history check to see if I could notice when this behavior started? I actually had a question too. Because John <laughs> knows I'll let, history. I'll let Moss go first. Go ahead and roll history. <laughs> Okay, history. Fourteen. It's vague. Because this has not been a consistent thing. But you would estimate that this happened about three weeks ago. Maybe four. But you can't be certain. But you do have flashbacks to her trying to eat that inedible hunk of meat from the monster on the side of the mountain. Okay. Kind of seems like she started doing this on the way back from the Goblin City. Celine, you had a question? Can I cast Detect Poison and Disease? Do you have it prepared? I do. Go ahead. Um, I it just says concentration up to ten minutes. I don't have to roll anything, so I'm just gonna cast detect poison and disease on Shatten. What is it on a specific person, or is it with like within a radius? So it's up to thirty feet. She is twenty feet, twenty five feet away. Um, and it is, I can sense the presence of, in location of poisonous, poisons, poisonous creatures, disease, within 30 feet, and I can identify the poison or disease in each case. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of water dirt. Okay, so immediately, you ping Kata as being a highly poisonous creature. You cannot be certain on the nature of the poison, aside from the fact that it is draconic in nature and extremely deadly. You also get a small ping from moss, but not specifically moss, but this little area tucked within the folds of his shell and neck area. And you begin to think that it might just be the snake that he keeps hidden within his shell. That's and it? You, you pick up, for only a second, the slightest hint of what you would identify as dysentery coming from Shatten. But then somehow it is immediately eradicated. And you sense the same thing from the piece of meat that she's eating. But it would seem that as she's eating it, it's being eradicated. Otherwise, you pick up nothing from Shadden. Well, that wasn't very helpful. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm still hungry. I'm just going to go and find something else. She's going to jump from her tree and run to the woods to find something uh, Find something else. Uh as she's running, Moss wants to cast Divine Sense. Well, it's not really cast, just use Divine Sense. So, 
I would know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that's not behind total cover. You get the faintest ping from the tent in which Crystal is laying. And nothing else. Well, I'll, no, you do also get a ping from Kada because she's technically celestial. Yep. You also get a very, very faint ping from Vice that you hadn't detected before. Also celestial, technically. Oh. What makes somebody crave raw meat? I can tell you it's not celestial, fiend, or undead. And it's not apparently any kind of poison or disease <clears throat> because the only poison or disease I can pick up is from you and Kata. I can't really yeah. get anything off of chat and not that I can identify. Those crossed out, what are other options? <sighs> Well, let's think back. What did we come across that could have possibly done this? Can I... <clears throat> can I roll an Arcana check to know... Um, basically to see if I think that this might be a potential curse? Like, I know what it is <laughs> as a player. Yeah. We all fucking know what this is. <laughs> but well, yeah, we know what Vice, this is, but that's not a though. Vice doesn't know. I rolled an intelligence check to see if Vice would even fucking think about curses and got a 17. So can I roll to see if I think that there is a potential curse that might do this? Not what curse it is, just if there are curses that could potentially do this. Sure. Wouldn't Celine technically know that too? Because of like where she came from and her village and stuff like that? Not necessarily. Okay, I wasn't sure. 16 for that. See, plus four. Vice has a bit of an advantage here, having had tutelage under Northam with Arcana Studies. Yeah. That's your true. history would not necessarily lend itself to curses. Well, I was just more so thinking like stories and stuff like that and myths and like fables and all of that stuff kind of like passed on and like told in my my village. This kind of stuff would not have actually been part of your uh, village's mythos. Okay. And there are reasons for that we can get into later. No, that's fine. I just was wondering. Um, so you rolled a 16 on your arcana check? Yeah, 12 plus 4 for 16. So, yeah, given that Celine has attempted to detect poisons and disease and came up with nothing, and Moss has extended his awareness and cannot find anything of a supernatural essence, you believe that this may be the work of some kind of curse or otherwise malicious magical effect. Using message and covering his mouth in case Shatton is looking. 
Is Shatten still to... present? Shatten uh, disappeared into the shrubbery to hunt some more. Using message <laughs> and covering his mouth just to make sure Shatten can't read his lips. Spice is going to say to Moss and then to Celine. If it's not poison and it's not disease and you don't believe that it could be anything I can't remember what Moss was looking for the only things that come to mind would be malicious spells and curses I have no fucking clue what curse it might be or what kind of malicious spell would do that that's the only thing I can think of Moss seeing you cover your mouth will cover his just because you did it he's not sure if he has to do this to make this work <laughs> and, well the only people we fought that would do anything like this that I can think of would have been Fathon and those other two and it does check out timeline wise I'm going to Please. whisper back. Um, I thought you healed her, though. I thought we fixed that. Because I thought that... Was it you that healed her? Or was it me? I can't remember. I want to say that one of us healed her. I can't remember which one. So, uh... So... Well, I was just, if we think, oh, go. I was just gonna say, like, Salim wouldn't know what Moss's message back was because the spell doesn't work that way. Oh, oh, oh! Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So if if we think that it that it might be what I think it is, they operate. It, it would operate differently from a wound. You'd need magic to remove magic. Or, alternatively, anti-magic. Anti-magic fields, shit like that, to remove magic. But, I don't have that magic. Do either of you? And he's saying that in a whisper, but not through message. Uh, I don't. I don't. Awesome. Northam probably so did. We have, so we have a potentially cursed or otherwise malaffected rabbit that's carnivorous and feeling increasingly hungry by the day. And no way to help her. As soon as you finish that sentence, you hear the loud squeal of a deer being slaughtered in the forest. Selene's going to, at the noise, immediately, like, jump up and start basically running. Where? <laughs> I don't know, to wherever she heard that sound, because, like, she she's worried that Shatton just attacked a deer. You... Can I dissect I that for a second? I don't know. Why are you worried about it? You have confirmation that she attacked a deer. 
<laughs> I don't know for sure. Oh no! I think I might have heard something explode after hearing an explosion. Sorry, I'm tired. I'm not thinking straight right now. Ignore me. No, no, no. We'll do this. Upon hearing the sound of the deer, Celine immediately perks up, and her instinct as a caretaker immediately begins panicking about the welfare of Shatton and runs into the forest in the direction of the sound. Celine, you run through the forest, your agile elf body, your familiarity with forests, allowing you to dodge the branches and logs, nimbly ducking between the trees until you get to around the area where you believe you heard the deer being slaughtered. You only have to run a couple of minutes until you find in your dark vision, the silhouette of a deer lying on its side and Shatton's small frame frame, face first in the gut of the deer, ravenously chewing out its intestines. I'm going to immediately shout, Shatton, what are you doing right now? Having dinner? That is you can't night. have any. I'm not sharing. That was a live deer that you just attacked. Like, <laughs> And that was a live buck we had the other night. What's the difference? It's bite. It continues to eat. Oh. She, she doesn't know what to do at this point. <laughs> like... <laughs> She's watching Celine, and she's going to attempt to try, try to drag the deer away as she's Shatton, eating. What is going on with you? I'm Why are you hungry. acting this way? Yeah, but you, you don't usually act like this. I can change. People I'm, change. I, I'm concerned that you're sick, that something's wrong. I feel perfectly fine. Still not sharing. That, that's fine. It's all yours. <laughs> I'm just gonna shake my head and go back to the campsite because I don't know what to do. Uh, I think our best bet might be turning around. Going where? Buddy that's gonna be able to remove a curse is gonna be Mortham. I don't... We could put it down. <laughs> I mean, we could tie her up or something, but... No, 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 no. I know what you we meant. We could put her down. Kind of not on the table. Oh, fair enough. I, I just wanted to make sure that, Actually, that my point was understood. I got a quick question. Sure. Before I get too far away and back to the campsite, can I cast Entangled on Shatten? Or would it hurt her? Entangled does not hurt. Okay. So I... I want to cast Entangled on her. Before okay. I get too, too far from her. So you step away. You, you, you step back cautiously. 
seeing your small rabbit friend decimating this deer that she should never have been able to take down on her own. You reach out and you try to cast Entangle on her. What does Shat need to do in response to this? Uh, strength saving throw or be restrained until the spell ends. Okay. Okay. Seven. Right, Shatten, as you are just ears deep in this deer's gut, you begin to hear the foliage around you crawling as vines sprout up from the earth and wrap around both you and the deer, tightening around your limbs and pulling you down towards the earth, holding you fast, and you are unable to move. I know it, you bitch! You're trying to steal my deer! She takes another bite out of it when she's pressed up against it. I'm not sharing! Uh... Let me go! She's gonna call out for Moss. What? I'm being betrayal! Betrayer! Moss, help! Moss will go off in that direction. It's for your own good. I promise you. Moss will get up and follow. So as you two follow the sounds of that the cries for help from Shatten, slightly muffled by the mouthfuls of deer gut. You come up and you find Celine standing in the forest, somewhat panicked, unsure what to do, but holding the spell in place. And you look down and see Shatten wrapped in vines, pinned to the ground, still occasionally reaching up with her snout to take another bite Would out Gern of the deer. Would have heard these screams? Maybe have awoken. At this point, between yeah. the squeal of the deer and the cries, Crystal and Gurn, you are both awakened. Kada is also following you, Moss. <laughs> Kada's just going to hear in her so, head. Do you know of any type of curse that would make somebody, well, do this? I have never heard of a hunger curse. Is everyone leaving the campsite behind Moss and I? Effectively, yes. A vice is snuffing the fire as he hits the edge of the clearing. Right. Yeah, Crystal is following all the noises. Like seeing people coming out of the tents, vice is snuffing the fire. Okay. As soon as Shatten starts seeing the others, she's gonna <clears throat> get out. Selene st- attacked me! I don't know why. I didn't do anything no, wrong. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh, I got myself tingled up for no reason, huh? I, no, it's because of your own. It's for your own good. I Calm only down. entangled her to stop her from what she was doing, and I thought maybe it would help a little bit until we could figure out what to do. But unfortunately, this spell doesn't last very long either. So, just keeping her. In one I spot. have an idea. Too many voices at once. <laughs> And your idea. You're not gonna like it. What if we knock her unconscious? Okay. Just a nice 
nice pop right on the head, and now she's Gern unconscious, walks over but, to but fine, just unconscious. No, Gern, stop! <laughs> We're reading the room, Gern. We're determining if this is what we want to do. Shatten's gonna attempt to escape. Selene, how long does your spell last? A minute. Jen, I, uh, is Celine on the spell, does it say they can repeat the save at the start of each turn? Um, a creature stream of the plant can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save to see. Um, it doesn't say. Give me a second. It says it turns the ground into difficult terrain. All right. It says a creature restrained oh, by the restrained until the creature can use its action to make a strength check against. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can attempt to escape, but it says strength check, not strength save. Okay. Oh. Oh. Uh, I rolled a seventeen plus. Let me check my strength check. Eighteen. Uh, what is your spell save DC, Celine? Oh, she surpassed it. Okay, so we're going to say that as everybody gets there, Shatten manages to chew her way through the vines and stands up with a mouthful of deer, a bit of intestine hanging from her jaw. It's still difficult terrain, though. Yeah, so it's difficult it's to walk over, but she's no longer tied down. Side. It's as all of you walk Can up. Gurn attempt to okay. restrain Shatton. I want to like full on dive and grapple him. Grapple? I was about to ask if I can ha a rabbit hop out of uh, away from them and make a dash. I feel like that would be like a checks against checks or something, but I don't know. I feel like Gren would win, though. <laughs> the two of you roll initiative. Oh, shit. 17. Uh, 12. 13 plus 4. Alright, given that, standard grapple check. So, it's against, uh, it's uh, athletics versus, or it's a strength check versus athletics or acrobatics. Acrobatics, it is then. <laughs> uh, twenty-six. Oh shit! Gurn, you attempt <laughs> to lunge forward and grab Shatten, and she manages to jump upward just out of your reach. You miss her pause. By inches she lands on your shoulders and bounces off landing 10 feet away from you very up Gern, I'm not sharing Gern don't want dear heart Leave me come alone. here now <laughs> no no Gurn's going to pull stick oh, and no. say, <laughs> Get the fuck 
here. In an attempt to intimidate. <laughs> Fuck. Chef. Oh. Roll intimidation. Shatten, I want you to roll a contested con save. Okay. That is a 25 Jesus. for intimidation. Nine. Shatten, even in your current mental state and voracious appetite, Gurn's voice and threatening stance thunder through your body and you feel your knees begin to weaken. She's going to start crying. Share. Everyone's picking on me, baby. Gurn sets stick food. down and bends down. It's okay, furry up. Gurn don't want dear heart. No, come. You don't? Come. And he puts his hand out for Shatten. She takes Gern his hand. Picks her up and sets her on his shoulder. Can you pass me my deer? It should be cooked. I'm so hungry. What did you do? Gurn's going to rub the blood on Shatten that I assume she is coated in and hold hold his hand out in front of her. Oh, thoroughly. Look. Wipe some of the blood off of her fur. Licks it. It was better earlier. Vice is going to send a message to Moss. Still think we could knock her out. Gonna get one back. At the very least, tie her up. <laughs> you hear back in your head again. How do you think we're going to tie her up? But by knocking her out. And I didn't get a 25. I got a 23, by the way. I just wanted to clarify that on the intimidation. I rolled a 19. It was a plus four. That's fine. She's still real crap on her con save. Uh, he could have sneezed hard. You'll hear back in your head. Well, Gurn seems to have her right now. He could just hold on to her. By shrugs. Crystal, what are you doing during all of this? She is simply stunned. Um, surprised to see all the blood covered in Shan's covered in. A bit confused. That's that's fair. Yeah. This wouldn't be a problem if Dominate Beast worked on animals too. Crystal, you wouldn't happen to know how to remove curses, would you? Um, like, no, I don't, like, think so. Is this, like, some sort of curse? Who's cursed? You. No, I'm not cursed. 
Yes, you are. You're very clearly what cursed. Curses yeah. the amount we don't of, like, have blood that you're covered in. We don't have enough time, nor nor inks to explain to you how cursed you are, but you are cursed. Shut Stop um, myself there from saying crayons. Something happened to you in the last couple of weeks. I'm not exactly sure what, but something happened. And you, you got cursed because you're not diseased and you're not poisoned. From what I can tell. But you eating raw meat is going to get you sick. I feel fine. Yeah, that's not the point I'm making here. You don't look fine. I guess I could use a bath. In the the fight against... Fight against Fathom. Did anything happen? Garen cut his head off. To you. I damn near died. Yeah. Um. I got cut up a bit. I think. But that got healed. You still have the scar. Would I still have the scar? Yes. I show the scar. See? In the dim moonlight around you, she pushes aside her blood-matted fur, and you still see the wide, sharp bite mark across her stomach. That's not cut. That's curse. Gern's going to... Sorry, I want to explain to it. Explain it to Gern. It's a lean and crystal. Gern, your angle is not conducive to this, but Selene and Crystal having dark vision, being able to see a bit more clearly. When you peer upon this curse, you do see what appears to be the veins beneath the flesh pulsing with... You can see the veins beneath the flesh pulsing black, if you will, as if the blood within the veins is black. So it's uh, a, very, very dark veins beneath the flesh. I have a question. That detect poison and disease is, uh... Oh, never mind. No, I want to cancel it. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> answer my own question. Um, I'm going to... Let me see who's closer to me. Uh, oh. Where is Moss? Oh, he's right, right there. Here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna turn to Moss because he's closest. And I'm gonna point out the veins to him. And I'm going to cast um, Dancing Lights like right above Shatten to kind of give him a better and easier light. Okay. With the added light Gurn, you kind of crane your neck over a little bit with Shatten up on your shoulder, and you all can see the black pulsing veins beneath the scar tissue. Shatten, even you know that's not right. Scratches a bit. Guess it 
does look a little odd. Yes, does. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Does anybody know of a curse that's spread through a bite that turns your blood black? Unfortunately, no. My tribe doesn't really never talked about any of that. We never really dealt with that in the tribe. My village. Can Gurn roll history or religion? You can try to roll history. Maybe a story from a life from the life. What should Vice roll on? Vice should. If Vice is rolling on this, it should also be history. Would Crystal perhaps know hearing something from like a tavern? Oh. Yeah, that's true. She might have known something too from picking up in the tavern. You can roll history as well. Anybody who wants to try to figure this out can roll history. Let's just do that. Okay. I'm not going to because I don't. But I don't know anything. That's a no from Vice. Actually, Shatton's got to roll too. I got a yeah. sixteen. Nope. Uh, nineteen. Five minus two for a three. <laughs> Gern knows. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Vice, he wins. Roll. <laughs> Fucking almost as well as Gern. Seven. John, <laughs> were you rolling? Huh? No, I was not rolling. Shatton, were you rolling? Oh, oh I, um, I rolled an eleven. Try as you might from your various walks of life. None of you have heard a story of a curse that has passed through a bite. Alright. So we gotta figure out what the fuck we're gonna do about this. Because we can't have her running off killing random animals or possibly us. None of you look tasty. Yet. You can try to kill me. <laughs> Shatton, uh, what's going to happen if I'm hypothetically an animal and you get hungry again? You're going to take a bite out of me? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd rather you not. We, we need no. to fix this. I mean, I, I won't eat you. Yes, but you attacked a deer. W- what if I'm a deer next time? And you're hungry. Let me know that you're a deer. <laughs> Run faster. <laughs> He's a very, very <laughs> solid answer, Celine. I'm sold. That doesn't make me feel I any better. I think she's perfectly healthy. <laughs> I, I, I'm never going to be an animal again. I'm never going to shift again. I'm just gonna probably be for the best. Duck like this, because I don't feel like getting eaten. If Furryhop want to stay with Garn, I will look. I'd rather just be able to go about normally. I think our best. I don't think that's in the cards. I think our um, best. You're like not normal. Well, you're not exactly the spitting image of regular either. 
Um, like, I'm not covered in blood. Keep up the attitude, you will be. She sulks. Vice, you think you could show Shatton exactly how covered in blood she is right now? Vice is going to cast Dancing Lights. And they are going to form around Shatton and spin. And then they are going to move towards Vice and spin and grow brighter and brighter and brighter and dissipate. And in front of you, Shatton, you have exactly you matted in blood and looking deranged. I look delicious. Under the soft glow of Celine's dancing lights, the mirror image in front of you that is Vice looks delicious and haunting. Oh my God. And I need you to roll another wisdom saving throw. Another net one. The, the image placed before you is terrifying it chills you to the core you know that this is a direct image of yourself and yet you do not recognize yourself your appetite disappears your ire disappears And you go into a full mental break. Oh, I'm not hungry anymore. I, I, I have to think about. And she just bolts, just straight on into the into the shrubs and into the bushes, fast she can. If I am Shat, can I follow in her footsteps exactly? <laughs> Interesting ruling to print based on changelings. Do you have her capabilities in her form? I don't, I don't think no. your stats change. I think it's just your appearance. You, you did tell oh, Gurn earlier you weren't as strong. Yeah, that's what we were saying about Gurn earlier is that he didn't have Gurn's strength. So I think it's just the like the looks that change. It's not Would anything Gern else be able to potentially grab or is it just too fast of a reaction? Yeah, I was wondering Since if she we had any shoulder. time to react. Yeah, it's true. Mm, no. Because the one I used... Yeah, no. So you don't get her abilities or anything, it's just the physical form. Crystal, yeah. roll initiative. All right. Looking to beat a 12. Eight. Okay. Crystal, you are not fast enough to react to this in time. Gurn, you are, as your initiative roll was higher than Shatton's initially. However, to do this, we will need another grapple check. Athletics versus acrobatics. Because I know Shatton's not going to pick athletics. 
16 plus okay. save for 24. Uh, 14 plus 11 is 25. Before you may actually, given the circumstance, you feel that Shatten is beginning to panic and goes to jump off of your shoulder. You reach your hand up and grasp around her tiny paw, but the blood matted fur is too slippery. She slides out from your hand, bounding off of your shoulder and into the woods behind you. And Gern's just going to look at the bloody paw print on his hand. Is she still within sight? Shatten, what would you have done as far as your movement is concerned? Oh, she would have done full move and a bonus action dash. An so action dash. So she would have 90 just... 90 feet of movement in six seconds. Vice, you do not have dark vision, and Celine's dancing lights have only afforded maybe 20 feet of light. In this extremely dim light, the foliage with the canopy and the moonlight, as far as you're concerned, Shatten's gone. Fuck it, let it go. Vice is going to make his way back to the camp. So Shatten made it like 90 feet away? 90 feet away, which is beyond your dark vision. All right. So Boss you is are gonna... effectively the only one who would actually be able to see her. In this six-second period. Moss, what were you saying? Moss is going to hop on Kata's back and chase after her. Okay. Using dash, that'd be 120 feet of movement. Okay. I'm going to sign walk back to the campsite and leave it in Moss's hands because he knows As Selene starts walking away, Gurn's going to run over and grab her arm. Selene! Woods magic. Yes. Watch and tell. I don't know. No, you. What, and magic? Woods magic. Do bird. Oh. Oh. Oh, my bird. What about it? Gurn's going to point in the direction of, of Moss on the back of Kata chasing after Shatten now. You do bird and what's magic so you see and you can tell us. Oh, oh, I get it. Um, I guess I can try, but I technically can't do much. I would have to have you hold on to me if I was going to do that and even then I can't do much in that form I can only see Kern shrugs okay <laughs> alright um so I'm going to call on my owl Okay. So, uh, Moss, I need you to roll initiative. Um, yours or Kata's, whoever has the higher initiative. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay. So, Shatten has a 90-foot lead on you, but with your dash, you should be able to catch up with her. 
as as Shatten bounds off of Gurn and dashes into the forest, Moss runs over to Kata, jumps on her back, and they dash into the forest. Selene attempts to walk away. Gurn stops her and has a whole conversation about the bird. As noise is being made within the forest as these creatures rush through, Selene holds onto Gurn's shoulder, summons an owl forth, and sends it forward following after Moss. The movement speed of an owl is more than enough to keep up with Moss. Selene, you are watching over Moss's shoulder effectively as your owl dodges between the branches. Can I go ahead of him to catch up to Shatten faster or no? Is that too much speed? Um, You are slight. So the owl's fly speed is 60 feet. Okay. It can use an action to dash. So in one round, it can move 120 feet. Okay. Moss, what is your movement with an action dash on Kata? 100? Uh, 120. 120. So you match speed with Moss. You are not okay. able to go past him. But so within the first round, within the first six seconds, as, as Shatten is trying to bolt through the forest and get away, within the second round, Moss on Kata's back, you do manage to start catching up to Ma- to Shatten. Celine, you are watching all of this happen as you fly over Moss's shoulder. You are continuing to run through the forest, getting closer and closer to the shoreline of the lake, as the direction you have chosen is in the direction of the lake. Shatten, stop. Oh, I'm not stop. I don't want to hurt anyone. We'll, we'll take care of it, but you, you got to calm down. I don't have time for that. All three of you make dexterity saving throws. Sixteen. Uh, Fifteen for me. Does Katie need to make one? Okay, all of you manage to dodge between the tree branches that are hanging just a little bit too low. Moss, you're more so crashing through them, but this doesn't seem to affect you or Kata. You are growing closer and closer to the shoreline of the lake. Shatten, I'm gonna catch you. Just stop. Uh, so whose turn is it right now? She is gonna attempt to, uh, junk and, uh, and uh, you have like a false turn and just go the opposite direction. Okay, go ahead and roll deception. Ooh. Um, 28. Moss, you lose 30 feet behind her. As she faints in one direction, then rapidly uses her, using her rabbit footwork, dashes left and then dashes right along the shoreline, staying within the trees. Kata turns left, but can't turn around quickly enough to catch back up to her, and you lose some footage. Celine, your owl, with its keen senses, does not miss a step and manages to maintain pace with Shatten. And I bonus action hide. That's gonna cut it real goddamn close, but... 
Go ahead and roll your stealth. Uh, let's see here. That is going to be 28. God damn. Yep, no way. Even, yeah. Even Celine's uh, owl loses visual on Shatten. <clears throat> Moss, you eventually catch up to where you last saw Shatten. Celine's owl seems to be circling in place, unable to locate her. By the way, Celine and Gurn, as part of this whole thing, Gurn, you have been guiding Celine through the forest following this path. Not at a very rapid pace, but just enough to make sure that Selene is safe and can maintain connection, as Selene has been communicating this to you during this entire endeavor. Vice and Crystal, you can follow if you so choose, or you can stay behind at the camp. But Selene needs to be able to stay How within range of her owl to maintain this connection. Crystal's staying at How camp. How much does Selene weigh? What? Never um, ask a woman how much she weighs. <laughs> Gurn is just she's carrying tiny. her <laughs> alarm running down the trail. Okay. That's that's fine. I think the original assumption is Celine, even with equipment, weighs here. maybe a hundred. jumps pounds. a down block uh, carrying her. Actually, with equipment, she's only like 106 pounds. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, maybe like, yeah. Actually, 115 sounds about right. Celine needs to start eating some meat. <laughs> like I said, she's tiny. So, Celine, your owl and Moss, you and Kata, are currently unable to find Shatten. As she is hiding somewhere within the brush. Shat, just come out. You know I'm not going to stop till I find you. Uh, can my owl search for her? Admiral Perception at the owl stop block. Okay, I gotta pull that up because I did not do that. Which owl were we going for again? It's just an owl. Okay. Owl is... Okay. Moss roll perception utilizing Kata's stat block. That is a... Or you uh, can 16. roll perception for both you and Kata. Your owl is currently unable to find Shatten. Yeah, I had a feeling. 23 for Kata. <laughs> and a dirty 20 for Moss. Neither of you are able to locate Shatten. Um... While this is going on, I'm going to be communicating communicating everything that's happening to Gurn. Yeah. Letting him know what's going on. Shatner, are you continuing to hide? Yes. Okay. At about this point, Gurn and Celine, you managed to catch up with Kada and Moss, standing just outside the tree line along the shore of the lake. I'm going to cancel my owl if I'm right there. Gurn, you look up at the owl, mid-flight, circling in place, suddenly vanishes into a puff of leaves, carried along the wind, and floats over the lake. Celine opens her eyes and gets down from your arms. <clears throat> Thank you, Gurn. Appreciate that. Where is Furry up now? She's hiding. 
Like I told you, I can't find her. Come here, bunny, bunny, bunny. I <laughs> Shan, are you continuing to hide? Yes. Everyone else, Gurn, Celine, Moss, and Kata, re-roll your perception checks as you continue to try to find her. I just rolled 147. <laughs> Damn, fuck. God, no, just not quite enough yet. I can't even read what number that is. Seven for Kata and 22 for Moss. And that one. Gurn just closes his eyes. Uh, if I visualize her, I will see her. Uh, I got a 19. None of you are currently able to find Shatten and begin to realize that you may need to try a different tactic as... The rogue rabbit in a forest might be too hard to find. Chat, don't make me start burning this place down. No, we don't have to burn it. I could do worse no. and just cast Spike. Do we have meat? I'll make her come out real quick. I do have a bunch of shinies, though. As do I. be a shame if they started to get thrown into the lake. Boss is going to reach into his bag, pull out the bag of holding, and pull out the sack with all the gems in it. He's going to put it on the ground, and he's going to reach his hand behind the bag and pick up a rock behind the bag, and then throw it into the lake. <laughs> And you hear the distinctive sound of gemstones in a satchel being tussled. And then the familiar plunk of something hard and heavy hitting the water. Longer Can I see them? That's a really tough call there, because with that hide check... Are you peeking to see what's going on? Yes. Roll another stealth check as you move position. 31. Nat Mother. God. You can see them at the shoreline. You can see them at the edge of the tree line along the shore. You see moss rustling around and beginning to throw things into the lake from the gem pouch. Within this dim moonlight, you can see them actively searching for you. You can't be certain what moss is throwing but he is actively throwing things into the lake. I'm going to establish a psychic connection with them. It'll last two hours. I just want to be left alone. Well, you don't have that privilege right now. No, I'm only doing what's best for hurt. you. I don't want to hurt people. Just want to think. Can't I promise I'll come back. Uh, 
So I can't leave you out here. She is going to attempt to uh, head back to the camp on her own without alerting them. As soon as you finish thinking that statement, Moss, go ahead and roll another stealth check, Shatton. Oh, 21. I'd like the four, technically four of you, to roll another perception check as you have been continuing to search for her during this time. Oh, I can't read that number. Eight. That oh, was I, a, I got six. That was a two for Kata. A 22 for Moss. Moss. You hear the distinctive crunch of leaves under tiny, light feet heading back in the direction of the camp. Okay. <clears throat> Just gonna turn to you, you two, and I think she's heading back towards camp. I'm gonna point to where I hear the. I heard footsteps over that direction. And I. Hmm. Try to stealthily go after her. Is Is that a thing? You want to stealthily go after her? Like, I... I'm trying to think how to phrase it. Like, she like, wants to follow without being known that she... That I, if I notice her or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll stealth. Uh, that is a... That's a 17. Shannon, what's your passive? 19. Okay. Okay. Celine, you believe you're being fairly quiet, but Shatton, you know you're being followed. She's going to uh, speed up. Okay. This will nullify your stealth. But Celine, you suddenly hear much faster rustling in the direction of the camp, growing fainter and fainter into the distance. Real quick. At about the time that the others left, Vice and Crystal, you stayed behind at the camp. What have you been doing? Chilling, contemplating life, waiting for the others to come back with news. Waking up. (laughs) Vice has been sharpening a dagger (laughs) and trying to determine if Blight or fireball would work better for certain instances. Okay. You both wait for a couple of minutes until you hear the rapid crunching of twigs and leaves coming towards you under light feet. Only moments later, you hear the crash of a small body breaking through the underbrush and coming back into the camp area. Shatton breaks through the tree line and stands in front of you in the dim firelight, covered in twigs, leaves, and now mostly dried blood, panting heavily. You can just faintly hear footsteps in the woods behind her. 
He's going to run into one of the tents and attempt to hide under one of the bedrolls. Go ahead and roll stealth. Twenty-seven. Congratulations, you're under a bedroll. But we like clearly saw her run into the tent. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so she ran out of the tree line. Yeah. Stood at the edge of the camp, looked at the both of you. She's covered in filth and dried blood, and then bolts across the camp into the far tent. Okay. I'm just gonna come after she does her thing. I'm assuming I come back into the campsite. I'm just gonna pick up a stick and walk over the the fire and just sit down and sigh. What fire? The fire. Oh, out. right, right. You let the fire out. Well, then I'm gonna begin restarting the fire then. Because I give up at this point. Because I'm out of ideas. I still has a couple. <laughs> oh, I have ideas. They're just, you know, they're, they're not good ideas. So. I'm going to distract myself by starting a fire. Where did the furry hop go? Once. Moss. I don't know. You're welcome to go gonna... look for her if you want. I... I don't know anymore. Vice is going to look at Crystal. Crystal will look back at Vice. <laughs> Vice isn't saying a damn word. <laughs> She'll simply nod, understanding. <laughs> and Vice will go sit on the log outside the fire pit and wait for Celine to get the fire started. And as soon as she does, he's going to snuff it and laugh to himself. And then reignite it. So he's gonna turn to you, threatening you with a stick. <laughs> it's been a long night. Don't do that. Don't start with me. <laughs> you know, your stick would be more threatening if it was on fire. And he's gonna ignite just the tip of the stick. I could still poke you with it. So did Furry Hop come back to camp? <laughs> I'm assuming, but I don't know where she is. Gurn's going to stare at Vice and Crystal. Gurn. Gurn. If she's here, she's safe with us. Why don't you go back to bed? I mean, like, something came out of those woods. Alright, I'm gonna check the tents. Awesome. I recommend present, <laughs> not past. Also, look in this tent. Not seeing anything. Go to the next Gern tent. standing at the or front Gernis. of the tent. He's going to turn and make eye contact with Vice and go. What about intense? <laughs> and go inside. <laughs> That's what camping is, Gun. 
Gurn and Moss, as you enter the second tent, you look about the sparsely laid out tent and you see the single once pristine bedroll used by Vice as Gurn does not use bedrolls with a small shatten sized lump underneath it. Because regardless of your stealth roll, <laughs> it's a bedroll. Is there a furry hop in here? No. Where is furry hop? Just a... Gone. Who is going to talk to? No one. Hi, no one. Just want to go to sleep. She curls up even tighter, pulling more of the bedroll around her. Keep an eye on her, Gern. <laughs> Gern's going to sit outside. by the front of the door and just post up there. Does Cicada come walking over and go to the other side of the door? And Moss isn't going to leave the tent. Right. With Crystal standing bewildered by the now started fire, Celine threatening Vice with a smoldering stick. No, she threw it in the fire at this point. Sure. <laughs> she got tired of throwing him and just threw it in the fire. <laughs> Moss, Gurn, and Kata keeping watch over the lump under the bedroll, seemingly now named no one. Decisions to be made. And new divergences in your paths. That is where we're going to end tonight's session. Shatten really needs his stickers. Uh -huh. Saw that <laughs> comment and I was stop just like, having You don't know how long I was thinking that. Snickers. We need to fucking stop having stealth offs. <laughs> Especially when you can't win. <laughs> yeah. By the I way, that 21 was because I rolled a 10. Oh, is that what what X plus eleven equals twenty one is? <laughs> you guys did try to find a bunny in a rabbit. Uh, find a rabbit in the woods. A bunny in a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you reach for the rabbit and you find the bunny. If Shatten had found a bunny, there would have been a bunny in a rabbit. <laughs> Okay. I was a hundred percent ready to fucking do something wild. <laughs> oh, I was that ready to that cast wasn't kill shat. <laughs> that wasn't kill shat. That still would have been really fucking cool, but also potentially killed shat. <laughs> Is this still by accident? By accident. I was just that, that was my problem. Cast slow. <laughs> okay. Oh, a hundred percent. In <laughs> fact, I could do it to any one of you. Yeah, my 
thing is, is like with her hiding like that, I was seriously debating on casting spike growth, but I'm like, I don't want to kill her. Because you're not going to kill Shat with spike growth. I killed before with spike growth. <laughs> I ain't risking yeah, you it. You killed goblins. Yeah. Goblins have like 1d8 HP. I still was not taking that risk. No, I'd fucking take that risk. Beef would. I'm surprised that Shatter wasn't uh, used. I don't no. have Shatter. You're not worth a Shatter. <laughs> Dude, Vice, if, if, <laughs> if Blight wasn't something that I could, or if Blight was something I could use non-lethally outside of torture, I would have 100% Blighted Shat to incapacitate. But that's definitely something that like would be torturous to use non-lethally. And yeah. Vice isn't quite that evil yet. At least I know she can escape if necessary. Hmm. Try to escape during the daytime from Vice. <laughs> That'll go well. Anyway, all that being said, thank you all for joining us. This has been a very interesting game. And once again, once again, you guys have proven to me that I really need not panic about writing content for the show because you hardly touched everything I had prepared. Anyway, we will catch you all next week. Thank you for joining us as we roll through the night. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for joining. Night. Good night. Peace.